or check. Unique New York. This episode is brought to you by Mandalay Bay. The man, the myth, the legend, Grammy Award-winning Usher begins his residency at Dolby Live at Park MGM on July 15th with tons of dates to choose from. Make sure to check it out. And the Las Vegas Aces have completely taken over the city with their home games at Michelob Ultra Arena. So make sure to get tickets. Go enjoy the excitement. As always, come say what's up at our studio inside the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook anytime you want. York. Dialed. <laughs> Welcome home. This is the Residency Podcast. I am Jeff Damasica with Drew Belcher and Low Raven. Yes, bringing you the biggest guests and stories in entertainment, business, pop culture, and sports on the Las Vegas Strip inside the Mandalay Bay. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Um, we're at the studio late today. Yes, sir. We're coming in hot. It's well worth it. We have an awesome episode with wildly successful DJ responsible for some of your favorite hits. He just dropped his new album and could possibly have the best DJ name in music. We're about to find out the origins. Party favor, welcome to the show, man. Yo, so. happy to be here. Um, for the people who can't uh, see, we're actually matching. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, didn't, we, planned, we didn't plan dude. that. You um, know your kindred spirits when you don't plan, when we meet for the first time and don't plan outfits and it syncs up. It's Green be a great shorts, episode. black shirt. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is actually pretty plain for me. I'm usually a loud dresser, so I was just trying to, you know. Fair enough. The only thing you're missing is the stash. Look at these two guys over here. Stash, yeah, he's going mullet. They're going full top gun. What's, over your, here. what's you, your mustache opinion? Well. In general. I, I mean, okay, I'm not, a, I'm not, uh, I'm usually not a guy that's like, hey, go for a mustache. I don't think a lot of men look the best, but unless you're like Tom Selleck or something. Yeah. But here, I'm also coming from a point of like, I grow really shitty facial hair, so I don't really have room to talk. Oh, sorry, can I swear on here? Yeah, you can say oh, whatever yeah, yeah, you want. Shit. <laughs> I don't know. Some people yeah, say yeah, whatever yeah. you want, dude. But go. you have good facial hair structure if yeah. you wanted to. Yeah, no, no, do. thank I appreciate that. But uh, whenever, when I was like, this has taken me till I'm 33 years old right now. And this is like, I'm now finally have the best facial hair of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Working towards it. I'm 33. This is all that's grown. I think it just happened last <laughs> yeah. year too. So those yeah, got yeah, the, those yeah. got this the is all I've grown in 33 years. And I agree with the mustache reference. Men just don't look good with mustache. Like we didn't grow to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go fuck bitches with this. Yeah. No, it was like, I do it every year, well, every year, the last two years since I've been a dad, every, every year for Father's Day, yeah. it'd be funny and I've kept it a little longer now. It's like a week after Father's Day, you know, I'm just full committed right now. But, yeah, but it's, it's definitely like a, uh, like people get really defensive. So I'm not, once again, I'm mustache not, summers. I'm definitely not <laughs> hating on either of your, your mustaches. Well, I, I know I'm not Tom Selleck, but I'm not like the, the terrible mustache. I'm just somewhere right in between. I also think it like, I like the look of a mustache when there's like some stubble going oh, yeah, on yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. Kind of completes the look, you know. You know, you gotta have like a like I grew my ass, but I don't really care that Five much. Yeah, 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 you, you gotta know, have that's the like thing. the that's like that's kind of in right now, I guess. Too, it is, know? it is very miles from sorry. the men that I'm looking at, you know, on the day to day basis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, all right, we have to clear this up for everybody. Um, <clears throat> is there a wild story or reason that you have the nickname Party Favor? Is there like a an incredible I get asked moment? this all the time, yeah. and I literally have the lamest story for this. And I, I, maybe I need your guys' help and, uh, to come up with an even better story, we but can do uh, that. I, I needed a name because I, uh, I, I, it was like the first thing that popped in my head. I have no idea why it wasn't like a, it means anything to me in particular. Really? And I just, I just took it. I was like, Oh, I have a lot of energy. Like I'll be the party favorite for the show. Like da, 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 da. Like that was kind of my thinking. This is in 2009 or 2010. And I started party favor with, as a duo with my buddy in college. Mm. And so when we started it, we were like, okay, this is what, this is what we want to do. And we'll come up with another name later. And we had some show, like a gig coming up. And it was like, oh, we got to come up with a name. Fuck. Okay, you know, here we go. That's it. And and so it kind of stuck. So here I am. years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Have you ever made up a story at a bar if a girl ever asked you? Have you given one heroic uh, fake, fake story once? Yeah, yeah just be like, I love drugs. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. That's what we were asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew there had there had been one like he threw out a fake story once. No, I definitely like yeah. For a long time, I was all worried because I was I didn't want to have that. I don't want to have it like hurt my career to have like the drug reference, you know, sure. anything like that. And that wasn't you know funny enough. That wasn't what I was thinking when I came up with the name. I was right. thinking like I'll like literally be like the yeah. I don't know. It was just something like I I don't think that I really did my culture, you know. I didn't look at the culture of what the word meant, you know, or the the words meant. Like Plus, together. twelve years ago, I don't think nightclubs were as serious and as big of a business as they were well, now. No, they, DJing they were, in general, they it's were starting they to be there, but like the the conglomerates that they are now, right? Well, that was like when I when I started, well, when we started and, and came up with that name, it was like 
the, it was just starting the cusp, you know, like in, in, we were really into a lot of the DJs coming from Europe, but at the time in the States, it was like, the only people that were really kind of breaking in was like David Guetta, yeah, yeah. Uh, Black Eyed Peas were kind of doing it a little Gigi. bit. Right. You know, Aoki was around back then too, but that was kind of still like the blog house stuff and things like that. So it was, it was kind of starting to bubble and it was starting to kind of hit mainstream. Like they were, you know, Black Eyed Peas, Will I Am, he was, he was starting to see, he kind of was able to see what was going to be coming, you know, finally to the States. So we, like, I, we kind of were there. I was going up to LA, going up a bunch of these shows. I was going to Stevie Oki's shows back in the day, like the, in, in the underground stuff and driving up to LA. And so, I mean, we, I kind of saw it that that's where it'd become. And I, I don't know, I just, I was focused on DJing at the time and I, I didn't even think about producing. I was like, oh, I got a DJ. I had to play these nightclubs in Hollywood and then I'll make it, you know? <laughs> so, Yeah. Just slap party favor yeah. on a flyer and call it a day. Hey, you know, I mean, it worked. It's young and dumb. Adam. It worked. I don't know. It absolutely worked. Yeah. Was there, was there, a, was there a time where you ever like were about to choose it, like to try to switch it, or did you commit? And I, that was I think it? it was kind of like as as things kind of moved forward, I kind of was, I started to kind of have the pressure of like, okay, if I got to do it, I got to do it now. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of never did it. And then it, it you know, a day become a came a week, came a month. And once you, you know, do it, yeah, and you it can. became a Brand, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, oh, well, yeah, no, and, I, I, and I've and I've learned, loved and learned to like embrace it. You know, I'm not like obviously I love my name. I'm here right now yeah. with it, but you know, it's like it's just funny how you know when you start, like you never know. I never could have imagined I would be here. So I, I think my thinking was very like in the moment of like I need a name for my or I, we need a name for our show, and it was just like all right, right you know, now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. What was that like on the, obviously you have a major residency in Vegas right now, but what was like the first big, I made it moment where you were like, oh my God, trying DJ, trying DJing. And then holy shit, this happened. Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, I, I, I was, you know, grinding a bit for, uh, for in LA, I quit my job that I, I had a, I had a great job in the film industry. Uh, I kind of chose to go after music and was kind of going after it. I was, I was many times trying to quit. And it was kind of like at that time to kind of give the listener, you know, like this is setting the scene here. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of like, you know, SoundCloud was king, you know, so it was there wasn't Spotify. There wasn't you know, iTunes or Apple Music and and uh, everything else. It was kind of like if you had a song that could like really blow up in on SoundCloud, you like that opened a lot of doors yeah. and it yeah. opened doors to, you know, agents hearing you to. Um, you know, uh, bookers around the country uh, or other DJs. And so sometimes if you had a song that was really popping on SoundCloud, that that could be like a gateway for you to get noticed. Mm -hmm. And so I had a couple songs that went kind of, you know, quote unquote viral on SoundCloud for at the time, which was, you know, at the time, a couple hundred thousand plays or high hundred thousands was a big deal, you know, yeah. for uh, to kind of cut through the noise. And so uh, I started having people like Diplo and Skrillex and, you know, some of the people that I look up to that were my inspirations start playing my music and it was kind of like that was one of the first times where i was like okay wait you know what's going some, on here some, yeah some some you they know like what i make or like, yeah. they like my sound i get yeah, yeah it was just surreal i mean it was like whoa like this is what you want and you know i can't it, it, they like whatever i'm doing so on soundcloud back then was it like like original songs that you're putting out there or was it like mixtapes of your mixes or, or both uh, a little bit of both but okay. at that time i was doing a lot of remixes so like when i i got into music via like sampling and I didn't have any musical background. So I, I got into, but you know, the easiest way was to kind of take a song that maybe already had some legs to it. Right. And, and, and remix it, it the best I knew how. And, and when I first started, I was absolute, you know, garbage. Um, like, 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 I mean, I'm sure, you know, when you talk to musicians, they'll all say the same thing. I mean, sure. I listened yeah. back to some of the stuff I did early on and I'm like, Oh God, I want to burn it in hellfire forever. You know? Yeah, right. uh, but I mean, that's all, I mean, everyone learns, you know, and that's the great thing about, art music or anything like you you know you're, you're always learning and the best people are doing that but uh i think early on i was just making you know i was i was trying to prove myself like any musician does but i was just making stuff that i wanted to make and i i for a long time i got caught up in in trying to make what you know what david Guetta was making sure, or what sure. or what tiesto was making at the time or you know whoever uh that was popping at the time dot alive i don't know whoever and uh <laughs> And I realized that the more I kept trying to do that, I like my stuff was just not sounding great. It wasn't connecting with people. But whenever I just sat down at the computer and I just make whatever was coming out at the time. And then at that time was like booty twerk 
electronic music. <laughs> it, you know, like it just started, it just came out naturally. I don't know why the, that came out naturally, but you know, I was I like, hey, it. I mean, I like to see, you know, I mean, like to have girls shake their butts and you know have a good time. And amen to that, man. Yeah, yeah. Amen to that. I'm glad you like that. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, it works. If you can capture I'm that glad audience, you're glad that I. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, did you have? Do you have like a memorable like in your early gigs, like a gig that just did not go how you had how you planned it? Those are always some of the funniest stories that we've seen. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah. So okay. Uh, yeah, one that just popped into my head was uh, I play, early on. I got I got booked in. Uh, what city was it? Um, uh, it was in Iowa, and. Of all places, yes, Iowa. Yeah. And uh, first off, shout out to Iowa. Iowa's awesome. But um, this club was, I, I was booked at a, uh, and I don't remember what year of my career this was, but I was booked at a strip club. But it was like, a, it was a, like the local promoters threw a electronic music show at a strip club hmm. because there was no other real like proper venues or I don't know if maybe they <laughs> just got a discount or whatever, right? So I show up to the show. This classic Iowa strip club performance. <laughs> and, and so I show up to the show and, you know, at this time I didn't have a tour manager or anything. So, I mean, I'm just kind of like, all right, I'm here. You know, I'm talking to the promoter guys and whatever. They take me out to some like local establishment, you know, Iowa's finest. And uh, and then I, we go, I go to the show and it's like I'm the headliner and, you know, there's all these fans coming out. And I'm like, OK, this is kind of interesting. I'm like in a strip club and it's like a tiered strip club. So like if we were sitting in, we're sitting in the, in the sports book right now. Right. But you know, how some sports books are kind of like tiered. Yeah. 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 Let's imagine like, like that. And, and I'm down at the bottom. Okay. Now there's like stripper poles and like tables and random stuff like throughout. It's a really weird layout. So like I'm down there and they've brought speakers and they've brought, they've kind of stanchioned it off and they like all the fans are coming in and I, and I come on, I'm the headliner and, uh, and I'm playing and the crowd's going crazy. But like, I kind of was like, okay, so, something's off here. But then I'm like, okay, wait a second why is there like other people in here? And then I realized that the club never closed. Oh. The club was still open to the public <laughs> except for this one area where there was a full blown rave going on. And then there's just cast. No, no. And then it's like, yes, out. exactly. So like the people that would be going to an Iowa strip club on a, a Thursday night, <laughs> you know, it throughout the rest of the venue. The regulars. So, yeah, so yeah. I'm playing and I'm literally like, it's like, I, it was like the most, I'll never forget it. Cause I'm like, I'm sitting there. And I'm playing, and then I'm like looking at like all walks of American life. Yeah. And then I'm like playing, and then there's like kids in folk, you know, candy outfits and like glow sticks and everything. <laughs> and then there's like buttholes, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> just strippers. And it, it, I mean, it's it was it was definitely like a. That's uh, it sounds like the Iowa version of Eleven, right? Like, yeah, like, but he's yeah, yeah, guy yeah, guy yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Iowa version of Eleven. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's but that, yeah, it was definitely, it was like, and I remember just, I didn't know if I wanted to leave or if I was like, I need to keep witnessing this moment or like it was, but it was, it was, it was very, the people that were there to, to see girls naked and probably de-stressed after their hard day working manual labor <laughs> yeah. did not want to see me up there playing banging nuts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like rage music while they're trying to just, you know, get, you know, just chill, you know, yeah. and look at some ladies. So. Sorry, I sorry, haven't been back. Sorry to those people. No, I have not been back to that. <laughs> yeah. uh, what a clash of two different worlds. Yo, shout oh. out Iowa, Look, dude. I'll be honest. If I think if I was still playing in that venue, uh, I probably wouldn't be on this podcast. Fair so. enough. Yeah, Fair, yeah. Enough. Yeah. Fair, Fair enough. enough. So transitioning from Iowa strip club headlining shows. That was actually that moment. Uh, that, that, that was your moment. I made it, guys. I made it, everybody. Yeah, yeah, I when you didn't oh. realize that money wasn't raining down on you, it was just like coming over the balcony from this other girl. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, all right, transitioning from Iowa strip clubs to yes. Las Vegas. That's a great transition, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, what is it like having a Las Vegas residency, though? Because this is like the United States top tier mecca of, of you know, nightclubs and DJs now. What is uh, that like for you? I mean, it's well, first off, it's incredible, of course. I mean, it's an opportunity that very few of my peers get a chance to do. Um, and I remember whenever I was first, you know, DJing. I mean, I remember when Hawksun first opened up here, and when I was first starting, I used to go to Rain Nightclub, which is yeah. over at the Palms. Yeah, the Palms. If you guys, if yeah. you guys are old enough to remember that, classic. And uh, and I remember, yeah, we would we would go in and uh, me and my partner at the time, we'd go in and try to give out our our mixtape, which is uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, not a new thing, but we thought that was 
they were gonna be like, oh, wow, what a mixtape! You want to come play? <laughs> you want you're hired. Come on um, in. I'm like, I'm like, eight, I was hoping someone uh, yeah. would give me one of these. I was tonight. like 18 years old and thinking that was a genius idea. We got like, we got custom USBs made with like when we like with little money we had, we had printed uh, our name on it and like had our little like email on there and Facebook and stuff, you know. <laughs> Just, Anyways, hey, MySpace uh, me, dude. Yes. So going there and seeing that, I've always, you know, like. The, the spectacle and the, you know, in, in Vegas, they do everything bigger, right? So on that sense, it's it's unparalleled. And I think that, you know, when I started working with Hawkson Group, which is now Tau Group, yeah. uh, it's been it's been amazing. They had the best venues. And I think the the biggest thing that I noticed with Vegas is that it's it's like a it's a great thing and sometimes a stressful thing because in every given night, like it's a Tuesday right now, right? And in every given night, it's a different crowd. Yeah. So like it's not like it's just party favor fans filling the rafters every time. It's like sure. I could be it could be me and you and you know the stripper from Iowa and 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 corporate party yeah and Randall from the cardboard convention or whatever's yeah, in town. Exactly. You know, like it could be anything. So I, in in a, in a in a I feel like for me as a DJ, it really helped me understand how to read crowds and see what is working but it's always a challenge every night because it's kind of like okay what's the crowd into tonight is right. it like are they leaning a little more house are they liking the more hip-hop stuff are they liking you know the poppier stuff are they liking heavier are they you know it's so and usually about like half of you set you're really figuring it out and then it's like you know then there's only about half left so yeah yeah but it's fun it's fun do you think like how, how does vegas compare to everywhere else for you well i mean it's it's different because like like i said you know, Vegas is, is a different crowd. So for me, I love Vegas. It's, it's to getting to play in a venue like we have in Vegas or Omnia, like I'm playing tonight is like, I mean, the best club in the world. You know? serious, yeah. And, and, you know, and I'm a little biased, but it's, I, I've gotten to play a lot of incredible places around the world. And, you know, so you get to be on a stage and, you know, that is unparalleled. So it's amazing. It's in that sense, it's the best thing you could ask for as right. a DJ. Um, but in terms of like a purely like fan to fan relation, it's definitely like I, I'm able to reach, you know, people that are coming to pay, let's say, a hard ticket show for me or, you know, a smaller venue sometimes is easier to kind of have that relationship with like my that makes fans. Sense, you know? sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah, that makes sense, actually. So then do you think do you prefer the nightclub environment or do you prefer the festivals? Because like the festival culture has gotten insane. insane. I mean, it just depends. I, I mean, we uh, like. Uh, I have like an, I'm, a, I'm one half of a group called Side Piece, and uh, we just played a bunch of festivals that I had never even played before as as party favor. Uh, and we do like how, like more like proper house music, tech house stuff. And um, you know, I just played Bonnaroo, and I was you know absolutely incredible, and what an experience. And you know, I've played Coachella's party favor, and you know that was a dream bucket list. And you know, getting to play those festivals is insane. But there's something about even sometimes like the small intimate venues where you like. I, we're as close, you know, it, it, yeah. as you and I are together and it's sweaty. Like I remember one of my favorite show experiences ever was my first time playing in Sydney, Australia. And they had a club there where it's called Chinese laundry. And I kid you not, the ceiling was like, if I'm in the booth was like here. Oh, let's go. So everyone <laughs> is like banging on the ceiling. It's, oh. it's pumping. There's a glass thing. People will shake it. And it just, it's just like a straight back club. It doesn't exist anymore, but it was like, if you talk to like any, my peers, it was like everyone's favorite club to play at because mm -hmm. it was, it was just raw. And I think that's like, those are the best experiences, you know, in, in terms, because sometimes with a festival, it, we just played EDC, you know, back in May here in Vegas and the biggest crowd I've ever played for in my life. And then we played at this IP says at, um, I don't remember the stage, uh, circuit grounds. And, you know, I mean, I, I was, I, I got chills a couple of times, you know, and I've been doing this for a long time and. That doesn't happen often, but there's still an element that it's not personal, right? Like it's, I, it's, so it's literally mad, a yeah. sea of people. Sure, like, right. Like they look, it could be CGI for all I know, you know. But <laughs> but but they're they're enjoying there's it. No, way all these people are actually here. No, no yeah. Sometimes I like, don't believe. It. I'm like, is this happening? Is this real life right now? Am I in a different dimension? But I I think actually honestly, now that I think about it, that like I guess you have to throw back to when you were way younger, when you were like in your like early twenties and you would just go out and you would love just strictly for the culture of the music and like wanting to be out until five in the morning and be sweating and yeah. banging and going nuts for your favorite DJ or artist or whoever it is yep. with like a small group of people. Like that moment was, is incredible. Like you said, they're there strictly for one thing, not to show off, not to spend a lot of money, not because of the presentations or anything that they're strictly just to go nuts on the for music. the music and the yeah. party. Like yeah. literally that's it. Yeah. Love that. And even if you take away all the production value, do you like that as well? Where it's just like, there's not a lot. Of, 
other stuff going on and it's yeah i mean like- i think it's a, it depends on like the venue and the situation because i think like crowds now and it goes for a lot of genres of music but like are kind of primed and and, and have short attention span right from social media tiktok mm-hmm. everything course, else yeah. too and yeah, when you're true. at a venue and you're at an experience you know if you don't have flashing lights and leds and explosions of pyro Cryos. and to you you know it's sometimes it's it you can tell that these kids especially the younger kids are like coming up like they need that every 15 30 seconds like Cryo. something happening yeah. you know um so like whenever when you're in a, a situation where it's your true hardcore fans and they don't care about anything like sometimes like a, a random pop-up or an after party or something like that right, right. or sometimes some of the best vibes in, in in you know in in i've had so yeah. the after party yeah. vibes are great so that production yeah. thing she's talking about it too remember we were talking with some other dj and they were like even like college parties frat parties all these humongous parties that have these huge budgets for now have full-on production right there's cryo there's lights yeah, just it's, everywhere it's now bro they got bottle service and shit behind the table i'm like i'm like, <laughs> 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 I'm like, what, like what, who's paying for this what like, is going on yeah, yeah, yeah. your dues are paying for this i don't know <laughs> Yeah, it's not, we had Loud Luxury on a few weeks ago and they were just talking about Yeah, it. listen to that one. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the college parties have gotten just completely and utterly out of control. Yeah. yeah. Not from when I was in college. Out of control, right? No, you no. know what I'm saying? Like Same. from the days of just throwing on a random speaker a and being yeah. fine, you know what I mean? And now it's yeah. like on another level. I mean, look, I I guess I never really thought about how widespread the differences are from your performances. Yeah. yeah. Do you now seek out those smaller performances to add to your like crazy schedule? Um, Since I mean, you're being booked in so many big venues, you know it, I mean? it just depends. I mean, I, I I do if 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 the opportunities arise, I would, I love those. But it's like you know, you always as a musician, you want to play to the widest possible audience, and if you have the ability to sell tickets, you know, it, more power to you. And so, um, it just depends if if the opportunity arises. A lot of times, it ends up being an after party at this point, or something like that, or yeah. you know, random like a random one off thing, like you know that you that might've happened like, oh, we're already in the city or, you know, pop in a day early or something like that. So are you, are you drinking at all these shows? I do sometimes, but my, when I'm, when I'm with uh side piece, I do a lot more because it's the two of us. And so I'm like, I, I start dancing yeah. and I get into <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I feel it. Yeah. But no, man, I, you know, it's crazy. Contrary to my name. I, I'm not really like, I've always been a, as, as cheesy as it sounds like I get high up the music right. and, and the experience. And for me, this has always been like a job mm-hmm. and like, I, I've watched a lot of people kind of fall prey to the the party side of it, which right. is, you know, so easy. I mean, there's, it, I could get any drug I want in two seconds. I could get, you know, right. it, you know, anything like that. And so I think for me, it's always been like the people that I've always looked up to the most and all, all genres of music are the ones that actually like, you know, outside of some of the classic rock guys or whatever, like they're very, they treat this as like, this is work. Like I'm coming to work. And, yeah, yeah. and for me, when you travel as much as I do and you know, like my tour manager sitting over there, he, he knows like, it's, you don't like, I hate it. Like, it's not I, I'm, I'm over it. I'm like, I don't care anymore. Like I don't yeah. care about being, you know, like, Wild you know, out. yeah, I don't need, yeah. I don't need to be, you know, fucked up to have a good time. So I trust me. It's just not, well, how many, how many dates are you touring in a year now? That's it. I don't know. You want you count 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 them up and we'll get back to you. But uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot, a lot. A I mean, lot, we have right. we have yeah. I mean, you know, you can't show right now. I just was back on Thursday. I've got three shows this weekend. Then we go to Europe, come back, five, five shows, shows in one. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And yeah. plus, now you're in your thirties too, like all of us. Like, dude, being hungover in your thirties way different than being hungover in your twenties. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hungover for fucking two or three days now, and I just I can't <laughs> function Death. the next day. Dying wolf. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Know? And it's yeah, like, yeah, I can't do it. Plus, yeah. I see the ring on your finger. You're married. I am, yeah, man. Okay, yeah. so as am I. Yeah, and that also, the madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's she's you know she gets the world, she gets the lifestyle, but it's it's definitely it keeps me grounded because I think sure. like it 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 just keeps the priorities on. Like when I, it's funny because like I have so much energy on stage. My music I have make is really high energy, but when I get home, I'm like, I don't go out. I don't go to the cars. <laughs> like people, my you know all my friends, you know they work regular normal yeah, you know, right. no, smart people jobs and they're like and, and you know they're, and they're like oh you know we're going to the bars begin or whatever and i'm like you know, honestly that's the last place i want to be sure, sure. get me away from any bar or anything with you know i'm all right I, i'm happy with just like a nice dinner yeah you know yeah. netflix and melatonin i'll see you there sure. you know I mean? yeah there you go all you know? day so like, um, yeah, i go full grandpa mode when i'm home yeah Same. From, from, from from 33 to 83 in, in real uh, fucking in, fast in a couple dude. hours yeah. you know what's well, everyone is op- it's opposite lifestyle that's how you unwind yeah right? if you're at the club every single night you want to just zone out completely sure. have you ever had anything crazy on your rider uh yeah yeah uh <laughs> not, i mean nothing like, like green m&ms only no, we so we so I've had on my rider for a long time. I've had a a, 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 a I have a I have a, a hand drawn picture of me, and it it just 
that's it. So that you can, however they want to do it. And then I also have a, really? yeah. <laughs> and then I have a, and then I have a mystery box and you can only imagine that I've gotten some surprises in the mystery box before. So, they so I, I don't, I don't specify you. what I just say. I, I just want a hand drawn photo, a picture of me and I want a, and I, and I keep them. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. And a mystery box. Yeah. Which can't contain anything. Is it size? Contain whatever you want. Oh, whatever you want. Whatever you want. It's like a wow, secret wow, box. Wow, give wow. It to so it's like a surprise. It could be anything. It's a mystery can, box. Can, can you let us know some great mystery box items that have happened before? Um, it's like I mean, sometimes I'll get like fun, like people will literally go and they'll be like 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 I'm a eight year old kid at a birthday party and I'll have like poppers and candy <laughs> and shit. That's good. Sometimes I'll like open it up and they'll put the picture in there and like some you know some other stuff or funny like gag gifts. Sometimes they'll be like, I've got like lingerie in there. I've nice. gotten like random go. stuff. But I've definitely gotten like drugs before in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, of course. yeah, I mean, I don't specify, so yeah. it's, it's, it's 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 par for the course. But I mean, yeah, that, that's a good. Actually, I, I, there's one good story, and uh, I don't know if I should name since we're on a public platform. I probably shouldn't name the school, but <laughs> I was at a uh, a very very public university in Texas, and um, I show up <laughs> and. Uh, and there's a lot of them, so yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, sure. Texas is huge, a, large a country. Hey, yeah, you can, you, you let your imagination be. run wild. You yeah, know, it's a, sure. Texas is a big place. So I, I get there, I show up. The from, the motor guys pick me up from the airport. They're all super hyped up. This was like a, I think this was like a fraternity party or something. This is this is many years ago. And I get there and I'm like, I'm tired from the flight. I was coming from somewhere else. And he's like, oh yeah, man. And uh, yeah, so we can't have uh, alcohol at the venue. Uh, so I I, uh, I have your whole like alcohol and you know drink rider and everything like in the back of my car. Uh, so like we can drink here or like we can bring it up to your room. And I'm like, the fuck? Like, what, what, like, what am I gonna drink? Like, uh, you know, this whole two handles of tequila and all this beer like <laughs> up in my run room. Inside and yeah, run he's back like, out. yeah, we can't have it. So you, you know, we can, you, you can just pregame in your room and then, you know, whatever, we'll bring it up. I'm like. I was like, all right, well, you hold on to that. I'll let you know what I want to do with it. And then he's like, oh, yeah, and we got your mystery box, man, like with a big wink. And I'll, I'll <laughs> oh, wink at the camera for effect here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God. All right. So I'm like, and I mean, I, I, I wasn't exactly at the finest establishment hotel wise, but I'm not a I'm not a bougie bitch. So I don't care. You know, I'm like, whatever, like just grateful to be here. Yeah. yeah. So I show up, I, I go, I go up, I check in, I go upstairs and I'm like, it's like something out of a movie, you know, like where you you see the mystery box like on the bed and there's like a shot of me and there's a shot of the mystery <laughs> box. And I don't remember if I like FaceTime someone or like, I, I was like, yo, I'm about to open this mystery box. I was like, you want to take a guess what's in it? I For proof, please stay on the stay <laughs> I on open line. it up and I kid you not, it, it was literally every single drug you could possibly imagine. Oh. Like I, I didn't, I mean, I th thankfully I didn't see any hypodermic needles or anything, but uh, I mean, I mean, I didn't know what everything was. I wasn't like tasting everything. <laughs> like, oh, what's this? You know? But it was like, I mean, it literally was like, you know, like just a wee pills. I, it looked like either Coke or ketamine, like who knows what, whatever, you know. And uh, for the record, I've never done ketamine. So, yeah, I don't I, I think it all looks about the same. But uh, I uh, I literally was like, OK, first he was just off, trying to be a good host. Yeah, no, no. I'm like, oh, appreciate it. That's really cool. And they thought they were so cool because they're like, yeah, dog, like I got mystery like party favor, the mystery box of party favors. Like, hey, and then, you know, they had some note and they were like, have fun, bro, or something. And I was like, OK, <laughs> I don't know what I look like. And I was like, I mean, what the what the fuck am I supposed to do? With yeah, all what this am I gonna do with this? Yeah. Like, I'm just going to like, oh, pop one of each. Like, <laughs> let's see what happens in Texas, you know? But yeah, that that was that was the story. That's so gnarly. the mystery box vibe. Oh. I, when did you when did you come up with a mystery box on the hand drawn photo of you? Man, you know, I just get ideas sometimes. <laughs> I, I love that. No, that's incredible. Just, I just like I think for me it was more like uh, you know this, the, so the idea with everyone you know like you mentioned that green M and M's thing right yeah. like the whole idea behind that I don't remember which band that was specifically that, that started that it was Guns N' Roses or whatever but the idea is that you have like you know for people that don't know you have a usually you have like a technical writer and you have yeah. a, and then you have like the musician's writer so like a, on a musician's writer you can have food drinks you know you could you can specify i mean some people over the years you know may, maybe they do request drugs i don't know whatever you know but this not in these day and ages but you know like you could have crazy stuff on there but it depends on like if, if you're like a low level artist you can't be like oh cool. you know <laughs> i'd like some caviar and some, a lavender you know, yeah. bar of soap yeah exactly yeah. No, and then you have your tech writer, which is all everything you need. If you're banned, you know, you're you, everything you might need for your yeah, for the show, for the show. So they would put those in there as kind of like, hey, did you read the contract? Are you actually legit, you know, as a promoter, as a venue? 
uh, as it, the team behind it to say like, are, are you paying attention to what we're, we're saying? So for this one, I always just do it because I kind of like, if they go out of their way to do it, like it just shows me like, wow, you guys actually care to even like, not only read that, but like take the time to go do that. Like I know people who have like, like t- toy sets on there or like, like I remember, uh, like a funny one I remember was uh, whenever I was first starting out, my manager at the time was like, he was doing promotion, promoting stuff and he threw this party and he actually booked Dylan Francis. If you guys know Dylan Francis. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this was probably, this was before, I mean, I didn't even have an agent at the time. This was like early on. I was still a duo. And uh, Dylan Francis was, you know, he had just blown up with his uh, ID Gaffos record or whatever it was at the time. This was probably, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I'm dating myself here, 2010 or, you know, 2011 or whatever. And um, he had on his rider, he had, uh, and, I, and I hope I'm not blowing him up here, but he, he had like 80s, like porn VHSs. And then he had, he had a blow, he had a, he wanted someone <laughs> to like a print out a picture of him all blown up. And he had like 50 things on this rider, right? And obviously everyone knows Dylan Francis, like he's, he's hilarious. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's yeah. super funny. Like, you know, so it's, it's, it's perfect for his, him and his brand and his music and everything. And so my manager's like, oh shit, well, like I, you know, this is my first time, you know, he, he, he knew it, but he went out and got a bunch of the stuff. And when Dylan showed up, he was so pumped because he was like, yo, no one ever, first off gets me usually like one of these things. And then if they do, like you got a bunch of the stuff and it was like, I don't, right. you know, there was crazy stuff on there, but I'm talking too long. But anyways, no, it, was, right. it was, you just rock with it. But I always remembered, I was like, damn, you know, he clearly was like, you know, moved by the fact that you actually did this, and he was so pumped about it. He's like, "Oh shit! Now I got to take all this stuff with me." You know, so I like what's that movie where they're like they put a dollar bill in like the playbook, where it's like the college recruit uh, draft day. I think draft day. Oh, where yeah. it was like the Kevin Costner movie where they put a dollar bill to in, see if like, they open it and read the play. Yeah, read the playbook. Yeah, yeah. Where they don't. Yeah, the same kind of concept, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or if they're just being or that like I think it's old wives' tale where there's like someone's like, oh, they put on the like the the when you're. Like it's like some test at school or like college, you know, and then they, they, they have like the whole instructions and if, and then like halfway through the instructions, it's like, turn this, like turn this over and yeah, sign just, this on the back. And it means that you read it and you get an A, yeah, you know, cause you, cause you actually right. pay attention, you know, sure. throw so the, the moral of the story, kids and ladies and gentlemen is to always read the contract. Yeah. yeah. Read the contract. Read, read the, the fine print. Damn it. Yeah. I like that. It's not that anyone's trying to be, or for the most part, at least you not trying to be like a douchebag or anything, you know, but there, I could see some super superstars doing like specific re- requests to be that way. But for you guys, just throw that in there. Dude, that's amazing. We should throw it. Yeah. Some, I mean, cause we should throw, no, we should throw something in the, in, in podcast episodes now. And everyone's like, Oh yeah, no, for sure. Right. Listen, the whole episode, <laughs> it was super, super yeah, cool. What was the, what was the oh, word? Yeah, what did we talk about at 30, the mark 35? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. 35, right? Just like one. Hey guys, this is the secret word. Yeah. 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 Um, That's a good idea. Actually. I love that. Um, all right. New album. Dropping a new album. Oh yeah. 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 What's that, the, that old thing? Yeah. What's yeah. the process of, of dropping a new album in this day and age right now? Like Man, how crazy is it? It's absolutely stupid is what it is. Um, you know, it's amazing. I, you know, for me, leading up to the pandemic, and I'm sure you've heard from, I don't know, you know, you guys talk to all walks of life of people, but, you know, a lot of my peers in music, I got just so jaded and caught up in the rat race of this industry and the music. And, you know, I was go, go, go. I would say yes to every show. I was touring nonstop, like way more than I even am now. And I was, I was completely burnt out mentally, physically. Like I was just, I was depressed. I didn't know it. You know, I was, I, I didn't, you know, and it took for the pandemic to hit for me to like physically be forced to stop, you know? And so when that happened, it was kind of like I had made this album back in 2018 and, you know, it did okay or whatever. But I realized looking back, I'm like, I was making music. I stopped making music for myself like I did in the beginning of my career. Right. And I, I was making music for what I thought people wanted to hear or what would work or what would maybe stream or what whatever. And when the pandemic hit and everything was stopped and it was like, dude, you know, you just got your whole life taken away, you know, in terms of like your career, your, you know, right. your, your source of income, your everything you've worked for. And, you know, at the time, of course, we didn't know what was going to happen early on, too. It was like, how long is this going to last? Like, what's going to happen? And so I started kind of having this like moment where I was like, wow, like, I'm just going to go back in and just start fresh and just kind of like I had time to kill. And I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to make music again and and see what happens. And it started kind of coming out and it was kind of I was able to kind of put a little bit more of myself into my music for the first time you know like we talked about in the beginning like my name you know and, and my music has always been kind of high energy and, and fun and not very deep it's just been I, I want people to have a good time and 
sometimes that that's all you need in music, you know? You right. just want to get you just want to be kind of taken away. But for me, it was kind of like now I'm like I'm older. I'm I I've been doing this for a long time. Like I want to say something with my music and I want to, you know, impart a little bit of what how I'm feeling as a musician and as an artist into my music beyond just the superficial outside stuff. And so it was really cool. I got a chance to kind of go back and I and I was using you know, all these different synthesizers that I bought over the years that never that kind of just sat there and, 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 and kind of going back and relearning a lot about musical theory. And, and, uh, you know, in the past I worked on a, a lot of collabs with people and this is the first time that I, there's not a single collab on the album with another DJ or another, you know, oh, wow. music producer. So I have, I have vocalists, you know, singers and different people. Right. Um, but that was the first time that I like, it was like, on me, you know, and, and I, I worked with a couple of people that are like producers in the industry that work on pop stuff and, you know, come in and help me where I needed help. If, if, if I, you know, and one of my grand friends, Connor was able to do that and kind of help me steer me in the right direction. But yeah. So anyways, that, that was kind of like, that's what started the album. But you know, in this day and age, it's like singles rule everything. That's so, what I say. Is yeah. it just like, just, especially as a DJ, like just single hit, 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 rather than trying to construct like an entire album with a mentality and a feeling and a theme yeah. and all of this. Do you like that better? Um, I mean, I liked the thought of an album because I love to listen to other artists' albums. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like now going forward, like I'm not going to do that. You yeah. know, like <laughs> I might do an EP it. or whatever, but you know, I think it's just hard. It's just, it's just not how people absorb music anymore you know unfortunately and, I, and i'm guilty of it too i mean like right. i got a spotify like the whole way here i was listening to my liked spotify and I'm, i wasn't listening to someone's album i was listening to shuffle of like songs and you know which is a in and out i mean I, every genre under the sun but it's like yeah. i'm not i'm consuming the way that everyone else is consuming it you know and do you uh, remember like buying a cd or an album and a cd 100 percent like, like, best buy target yeah do you know do you know what was uh had this my local album store yeah dude and like 18 bucks or something 19 bucks for do you CD? remember yeah. how hyped you would be just for like the uh like the booklet, booklet. Yeah. yeah the booklet and was i would like, and i would read it i would read them all I'd like i loved when they put little easter eggs in there and everything yeah just like it was so cool you, the art and like how you could uh, man that was the best no one will ever understand that. Yeah, and I yeah. think that that's something you can do as when you're making an album is you can tell a story that you can't just tell through a single, you know? Mm. Um, but I think it's just hard because, you know, if, in, in the end of the day, it's really ha hasn't changed in the sense of like the music industry has always been based on singles. Like, I mean, if you think even back when it was vinyl records, you know, you'd have an A and a B side, you know, a lot of times before there was even an album, it would be like A, B, and the A single would always be the single or whatever. Yeah. Um, but for, for albums... You know, even in the past, you'd hear something on the radio. Those would be the radio singles. But you would go get the album because that was the only way you could hear the, the, C the CD. But now we, we have every single song ever made at the <laughs> tip of your fingers. You know what yeah. I mean? You're Immediately. Like, 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 like every single Sonata and, and you know, every single... Dirk's Bentley song. I don't know. For you know, 10 whatever, bucks yeah, a yeah. month. It's yeah. all yeah, yours. That's it. It's, it's, it's all it's yours. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it's, yeah. That's so true. We're so spoiled. It, it, it really is a spoiled nature. And how can you, it must be so hard for people to like really love artists anymore because of the amount of selection that they have at all times and choices that you have continually. So like when you feel like when you put out an album, people just aren't getting the full picture because they don't put like, it's hard for them to really put the time in to listen to an entire album. Yeah. I mean, I think that like your core and hardcore fans that have been with you since the beginning, They'll listen and they'll 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 cater to you know they'll they'll listen to your album and I think that the people that do take the time to listen through I hope that it does reach them and the people that have 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 told me like wow this is crazy I love it you know all that stuff but you know other than that people are passive listeners so just like any anything they're they're listening to you know what are the, what are the first top five songs on Spotify course, and right. do I like this I'll like this oh maybe I like this artist I'll follow them and then you start to kind of see when a single pops up but you got to kind of it it sucks you have to hook and you people but i'm sure as you guys know it's like how many times have you if you're looking back probably on your all your like songs or whatever on spotify or um you know uh apple music or whatever like how many of those artists have you been like oh that's cool but you like you just said i didn't even pay attention to who the artist was i like the song i've listened to it a few times i don't even know what happened to that artist i don't care about that artist i don't know right it doesn't mean anything that's wrong with the artist it just means like it so there's pe people do All that time. to my music too. Yeah. So it's like, how do I, I want them to connect with it and hopefully, you know, reach it, you know, or, or have do you it like the them. importance of social media now, like how you can connect it or just how much work has to go into <laughs> that now is like a separate company. You can ask job. my tour manager. He, he hates me because like, I, I hate social media so much. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm like, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, I wouldn't even have an Instagram or 
Facebook and anything like that. But I understand the power of it. I I I believe that it's an amazing tool when used right. But I am. It's like pulling teeth to get me to like post. <laughs> it's bad. I'm bad. I'm bad about it. He's like, oh, oh man. Man. Yeah. Got a lot of head shake, head yeah, nods yeah, yeah. over here. Yeah. But you know, but like I've like even over the past like four or five months, I've been getting better. I, I got really bad, especially because of the pandemic. I just stopped, you know, like caring. But um, it's it's super important. I mean, it, it it's uh, it's. So we're not gonna catch you making a TikTok on the way out of the studio when you leave here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just like a I, quick behind the scenes, man. Yeah, no, no, probably not. <laughs> but I probably should be. But yeah, I'm not. No, no. I mean, look, yeah, you, you, you can catch me here. Yeah, yeah. listen to the look, podcast. You know, th- this is. I mean, look, we love it. We understand. I mean, obviously now as a podcast, as a musician, right? Like as just a media in general, right? It's just, it just is. It's, it's a necessity, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a part of how you get mm-hmm. people to discover you. And sometimes it's shocking. I'm sure you've had this, even though you don't like it. And so you do post something and then you actually get people engaged. You're like, shit, like it's so annoying that it worked. Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. like, and you still have to do it. And we get sometimes as well. And it's incredible how many new listeners and people that we get to engage of course, with, yeah. with our show with a clip that goes crazy or yeah, they yeah. discover someone or the guest finds another guest through a clip or a piece of the show. Uh, but yeah, it's bizarre how it's become almost, like you said, not like an additive, but a necessity. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's probably, it's become almost more important than the music itself. And I think that that's what's hardest for me is that I, I want people to like, you know, like the musicians that I love, like I listen to them for the music. You know, I don't, I don't know what, you know, I've loved Metallica since I was really young. And I'm like, but I don't know what James Hetfield's doing on his day-to-day life. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, I guess like I could probably tune into his social media, but like, I don't care. I'll yeah, like, just yeah. keep cranking out good records or come play. And I want to come catch you guys rocking it out, you know? But like, I, you know, I think that's maybe it's just, it's just my personality that I'm, I'm very like, I'm in, it's funny. I'm in, I'm on stage and I'm in a public, I'm a public figure and all this stuff. But my, I'm almost like my mentality is almost like I'm, I'm like an I'm like a introverted extrovert. It's really weird. It's like they shouldn't yeah. go together, but I am, you know. So you just kind of like yeah. turn on when it's time to play, but then turn off when you're when you're just yeah in your life, yeah right? exactly yeah. yep. I mean, I guess I become party favor in a way. You know, it's like the yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you go like this, you know, like yeah. yeah, and it's like it's almost like I be, like I'm able to put that mask on and become this performer or this person, and then. When I go back, I'm kind of like, I want to be Dylan again, you know? So, it's like Superman, right? People are like voyeurs, though, now. Like, that, everybody wants to see what you're doing. Well, no, they want to see They want to see Dylan. They want to see me. They, yeah. wanna, they, yeah. they almost care less about, you know, party favor. They want to see what is Dylan, what makes Dylan tick, you know? And I'm, and I'm opening up to it. I'm trying to do it. At this point, I'm, I'm also getting older to do, so I'm like, I don't, I don't really care. So I'm kind of like, all right, right you just right, really right. want to see me? All right, I'll be me. But people yeah. love it. They get addicted. They do. And going back to the, the single dynamic in, in today's industry, those early studio sessions when you're creating a new album and composing a new album, do you go into the studio strictly in search that I need to make a single or does it just kind of happen organically and flow? Or, or are you in the studio like, hey, this is the single. I need to make a single. It's got to have this beat, et cetera. Or does it just kind of flow organically? Great question. Um, or does I, the market decide? Is it just you just put out a bunch of songs and like, hey, fuck, that one's getting some hits. I mean, That's going to be the single. I guess the answer to your question is Yes. <laughs> to, 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 uh, to, to, uh, the market, but also to like, you know, creatively, I, I definitely have, you know, sometimes we'll butt heads with management or with label stuff that, in terms of like what they think I should do or what I want to do. But I always feel like the most success that I've ever had is when I listen to as cheesy as it sounds like my heart or my gut instinct. And so I finally kind of did that again with this album and, you know, it, there's nothing really on that, that I made on the album that's actually technically like was like made for like, oh, this is going to be a single for the radio. And we all thought there were some really strong songs that like maybe might connect. But touching on to your point, the market does decides. I mean, and also it's kind of a matter of unfortunately right now, it's like if you don't get, you know, picked to be in a certain playlist or if you don't end up in playlists, it's really hard to get your music found nowadays. And it's like you could be you could put out a record that, you know, Everyone tells you it's great, but if it if it falls on deaf ears, no one's going to hear it. Right. But it can get resurrected on TikTok or it can get whatever, you know, just like we see this happen all the time. But um, yeah, so it's, it's a little bit of everything each time. But the, I, I don't think I ever go in specifically like, oh, I'm making this song for radio. But it kind of is like, hey, OK, I, I want to make a record today that's a little bit more like radio friendly or pop radio Poppy. friendly. Yeah. But I always feel like in my experience, every time I've really tried to make that kind of record it just doesn't work. Yeah. 
it, it, it just goes like yeah. down, down, down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it can't be forced. Do you have, is there a lot of record label pressure for that? Because you are you released this album with Ultra, right? Yes, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, which is massive, legendary. And I don't want to sound like I'm hating on Ultra by any means. No, yeah. no, 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 I did, yeah. Is, but is that, is there is there pressure for the record labels like that? Or are they are just more like a free flowing, like? I mean, I, I think there's definitely pressure. I mean, no, no one's like, here's a gun to your head, make me a pop hit monkey, you know, like, <laughs> but, but like, it, Faster, yeah, better, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. but it's kind of like I, I feel, I feel like you know that that's how they make money, and that's that that's what drives the business forward. And I don't care what label it is, they want you know singles. Unless sure. you're someone who's such a mom and pop label that we're like, you know, true music lovers. But you know, it's just kind of that that's that's always over your head. And I think that when you get to a certain level, and and you know, I feel like I'm at least at that level there's kind of an expectation where, you know, you have to kind of maintain a status quo of your music in terms of plays, in terms of reach. Otherwise, you know, they lose interest in you and it sucks. You know, it hurts artists that are much smaller than me a lot, you know, and, and also there's a lot of pressure on me. There's always that pressure on my back. That's kind of like, if this song doesn't do well, you know, but it also, it also hurts too. I mean, I, I hope I speak for a lot of artists. It's like, you put your blood and sweat and tears into songs, right? And, and especially on this album, I put a lot of myself in, which I didn't, you know, like to do. And, you know, so if you see a song and you're like, oh man, I'm so confident in this and it, you put it out and it kind of comes out to crickets. It's kind of like, it's a, it's a big ego check, you know? Yeah. So, for sure. I mean, it's yeah. hard to forget. There's like, there's the art element and the business element every single time and they have Absolutely. to somehow intersect, right? Yeah. hundred percent. Are you making more money touring and doing shows or off the music in general? Um, yeah, definitely, definitely touring for sure. Yeah. You know, that's, I think majority of musicians make more money touring, um, you know, or if they can crush merch sales or whatever, but it just depends on the deal you have with your label. And, you know, um, and a lot of times it's very unfair to the artist, but I think that, you know, it, I, I've been fortunate over the years to get a lot of syncs and like, that's like my music's been in commercials or video games or, uh, sporting events or whatever. So like there's money to be seen from that, which, uh, I've been done, been able to do very well for myself in that world for That's some awesome. reason. I don't know. So That's not gonna work. I'll, I'll keep it going. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'll sure. take it. Yeah. So for the Vegas residency, are you obviously, so you have a long-term deal here in Las Vegas? Uh, usually it's like every, they usually re-up it like every year. Every so it's kind of like it, you know, I'm sure they have, they have, they have performance marks on me or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it, it's not like, it's not like I go to the counselor and they're like, End Hey, you know, you. like, here's your report card. But, <laughs> they open uh, up the phone. you know, I mean, just like anything, if I'm not, you know, helping to, you know, sell tickets or bottles or whatever, like, you know, I, I'm not going to stay around for forever, but, yeah. uh, it's, it's every, every year I usually get re-upped. You know, it depends on how many shows, you know, they say, okay, you have. 20 dates this year or whatever, you know, it might be. And then if I was to hit all 20 of those in, you know, by right now, this time of the year, then I, then they would hit me up to re up again if they right. wanted, you know, so are they fingers are they, crossed? Uh, I get to go back. Yeah. yeah. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, let's yeah, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it up. Uh, have you please so, hire me yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> guys? Hey, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Here's my USB. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My Jason new and James, we're talking to you. My, yeah. my new mixtape. Um, are you, do they pay, like, do they pay DJs? after you perform each show or are you getting like an advance for a lot of shows or how does it work? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't deal. Like when I first started, I would get sometimes like an envelope of cash and then I would have to go and then like, be like, okay, I got to record this and give, okay, set aside this much for my agent and management, <laughs> all that stuff. But I, I, I don't like that. That, that. that luckily I have a army of people that work with me uh, and, and deal with that stuff. So a lot of times that just goes through the agency. So yeah. like they the, actually, the agency is the one who actually goes and collects the money. And then they get, and then that gets paid out to me per month. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not like, involved. like uh, getting off stage and like, here's your check. Here's my yeah, Venmo. Like, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> my Venmo. Please, 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 sir, may I have my payment? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just an automatic you, request. Bag of coin. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm yeah, not yeah. leaving. Yeah, I'm not leaving. Yeah. This mystery box was empty. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you said you got put in uh, video games and other things. Huge F1 fan. You're on the Formula One soundtrack. I am. I'm That's super hot. pumped about that. Sick. Hot. So cool. So and I sick. actually have two records on there, which is really cool. One, so. it's an awesome soundtrack altogether. And two, I feel like that's because they only picked like uh, they're picking people from oh, around the world. Way. I feel like I'm like, you're looking at this, the back of my head. Right. So, like, the whole time. Which was pretty cool. So you, we, there's only a few people from the U.S. Yeah. It, you know, it's, what, what's so cool about F1 is obviously and it's it's amazing that it's finally like kind of picked up so big here of course is that it's a world just like electronic music too yeah. but like it's it's such a worldwide sport you yeah. know i mean outside of maybe 
maybe the only thing bigger in terms of worldwide reach is obviously football or you know yeah. soccer. soccer. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Um, not American football. Uh, you but, never, you never know how to say. It, never gonna get yeah, attacked. Yeah, by the yeah, yeah. So I, I say both. I cover, I cover, yeah, I cover both bases. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think. It was, it was definitely super exciting. And sometimes you hear about that stuff and it's like, hey, you're in the running to be on the soundtrack. Oh, super excited. I hope I get it. And it's crazy with a lot of those things and things. Sometimes you won't know until they literally are like, hey, here's the soundtrack. And I'm like, surprise. Yeah, thanks. Oh, yeah, so like when they announced it, like that was the first time I found out that, it, that I had two songs on there. That's so. crazy. So you like you prove them, say yes, you guys can use them if you want to do them. Here's yeah, and one of the records is with this girl I uh, did a record with. Um, she's based in Australia, Western Australia, but she's also, um, she's um, originally from Iran. So she's like Persian, wow. and then she's Australian, and then it got me. And so it was a really cool when we made the record. You know, it's just very like worldwide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sick. So I love that. Awesome. What, so what's, what do you think the biggest difference is from US audiences to international audiences? Uh, I, you know, that's a good question. I think, uh, I definitely think it's like, you know, not so much even anymore, even like from when I first started, it felt like if I, if I came somewhere, you know, they were coming to see me. And at the time I was making, you know, my genre has always kind of been called trap. Sure. Even yeah. though like, you know, trap music is, is actually from Atlanta or like hip hop music, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. so it's like, <laughs> it's like electronic trap or, you know, like, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not really making trap music, you know, like I'm a white guy, but you know, but I'm, I'm making like my, you know, my iteration of it in an electronic world. And like, so a lot of times when I came, it was kind of like, I was able to start touring internationally as kind of the, the like big room and kind of the, the initial first wave kind of wore off of the same old thing. And so people kind of started to expand their sound and whatnot. But it really just depends on the like where you are in the world. I think like in Europe, it's very still house is king, right? So my other group, side piece, you know, that's we do a lot better there. Whereas like party favorite doesn't necessarily maybe I'm not as big in Europe as I'd sure. love to be. Um, but like, you know, for the most part with the with internet and with everything, everyone kind of has access to the same stuff, right. you know. So um other than just some songs might not necessarily have hit, you know, in Asia yet or whatever but for the most part the crowds are pretty pretty amazing and especially like with electronic music since a lot of stuff is very minimal words mm -hmm. you know you, you don't necessarily have that language barrier it's true as you, sure. do, you know that yeah. makes sense yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense Jeez. do you have is there a place on the bucket list that you just haven't checked off yet place on the bucket list yes i've always wanted to play in sweden and Norway, and I've never been played in both of those. Okay, because I've been to, I've been all over Asia. I've been I've been uh, and actually Africa would be amazing. Like I was just I just did a Af uh, this podcast based that was based in uh, South Africa like two weeks ago. Really, and it was really cool talking talking to her and just you know I've never been there. It'd be amazing to go. That's cool. So, yeah. Luckily now, like especially the performance venues have like just exploded everywhere. The festivals have exploded everywhere. The yeah. opportunities for you, I'm sure. Yeah. Like are gonna go nuts. I'm sure there's like. I mean, it's still it's, the world's still like very. There's a lot of places. You know, I used to be going to Asia two, three times a year for you know a couple weeks at a time, and you know I we I just might be going back to Asia back in like this coming December. So, you know, it's like that, and that'll be you know almost three years since the last time I was there. Slowly you know, so, getting back to what? It yeah, was. it's still it's still just like in a lot of places. There's a lot of restrictions, or there's cases are back up, or you know whatever you know. I get that. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, shooting yeah. music videos. Yes. I love your new music video, by the way. Thank you. The Lonar video. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Lonar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sick. Uh, oh do you do you like shooting music videos like that? Are you do you, do you get into that? Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I I uh, when I was young and I I went to film school. I worked in film industry for a while. So like, I love the I love the process. I'm a film nerd for sure. So I, I love the process of making it and turning it. You know, from from turning from concepts. And filming and everything else into that of two you know, piece, exactly. like bringing it to yeah. life with visual. Yeah. So for me, I love that. And then a couple of videos earlier on in the when we were a couple of early singles, uh, I directed a couple of those videos, like the Save Me video I did, oh. and uh, Whenever You're Around video. Those were my you know my concepts, and I was kind of in there directing. So that was kind of a fun hat to put back on, you know. <laughs> like I don't necessarily want to do that full time again, yeah. you know. But it was really fun for me to kind of execute a vision from, you know, from Story I guess pen to paper. And if we yeah. think about it, like I mean, you know, from when I made it in, in the studio to how it's presented visually. But 
Music videos are gnarly, man. They're 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 always more work than you think. They're, sure, they dude. they never turn out the way you 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 want them to, and they're very expensive. They're always more expensive. And they, and, I, and I came out of my pocket a lot on on all these, and I I definitely like I was talking about my management like re, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, yo, no more music videos. <laughs> yeah, like <they're, laughs> no, more nah, no more music videos. No more music videos. We're done. Singles? I'm like I'm like yeah, I'm looking at a lot of red here on the ledger, you know. Yeah. So but social no, media all of a sudden is looking a lot better. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You need yeah. it. You need it for the social media. Short form content, baby. But the 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 NAR video was amazing. I mean, that was like we got to uh, got to drive with professional drifters, yeah. um, which was incredible, and and, and professional uh, stunt drivers as well. So like, uh, they, they, you know, they drive in movies and everything. No, the visuals were sick. Yeah, man. and and you know, got NAR hanging out of a car, and uh, you know, the it, it, I think it was able to kind of uh, reach how how heavy and wild the song is. So I was yeah. pumped about it. Yeah, I think probably like like scratches the creative itch or whatever that you have with especially when you do an album right like you need to attach like a music video with like that whole experience you know yeah i mean that one too i mean it's like i think you know sometimes if my music's a little more uh, mellow or if there's this you know uh, a singer but when you have someone like lil nar who already does these amazing videos and has a great stage presence so like to have him out there and he's and he's he's such an awesome you know dude and a personality like i wanted to showcase him too you know right, right for sure um and something like that so that's dope, man. Look, like if it was if it was that song and it was just me up there like trying to look cool, like <laughs> I probably wouldn't have worked as well. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I, I would hope you wouldn't ask me to not be on this uh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you have an all time favorite performance that you have in mind? Whether you know the crowd was on point, your performance was on point, the energy was there, just the full encompassing experience. Man, Bonnaroo recently was crazy, even though that wasn't necessarily a party favorite show. But um, I honestly the the most hype that I've ever felt in a situation where. I was just uncontrollably like, this is the most rowdy shit I've ever experienced. Was here in Vegas. Life is beautiful. Let's go. Ooh, let's really? go. Wow. Hometown festival. When, when did I play? Was that 20? I'm asking my tour manager off screen for anybody watching. It had to be what, 2019? 2018? Yeah, yeah. 2017 or 2018. 2018. And I mean, I like, I, I don't know. It was just, there was something about that. And he was there and he even still says this day. It was just like, I got that stage and I was like, whoa. Like, yeah, hey, Vegas kids shout get out wild. To Vegas. Shout out to Vegas, yeah, dude. Yeah, of course. Of course, shout out to Vegas. I love Vegas. Come I think on. like the multi-genre festivals sometimes. Those are my favorite. Yeah, bring yeah. like outside of like the big house music EDM festivals, right? Like EDC, which is obviously 100%. just like the church of, of festivals or like the Beyond Wonderland and all these other ones. But like the multi-genre festivals now, like when you see some of these lineups, you're like, damn, that's so wild. Like someone from over there and over there and over there and over there. It probably brings like a whole new crowd oh it's amazing I, I those are my favorite to play because it it i think it also makes people a little bit more refreshed when they listen to the music you know like mm -hmm. like no matter who you are i think if you're back you to know back to back to yeah back i mean back. if you're listening to you know if you're at the techno stage and you're there you know unless you are a techno head and you're listening to you know 12 and a half hours of that straight like <laughs> I mean, you got to be pretty dedicated, you know, and like, and I yeah, make that kind of music. Great, and it's like, great work, and it's like, dedicated. No, no, I mean, and I, I, I'm it's sure a lot of mystery you, I'm sure you'd feel the same if you were listening to, you know, if if you were at a country music show and you listened to that literally for 14 hours straight and you're like, well, going back tomorrow, 14 hours straight, 14 hours, you know, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Some people do that. There are those fans. Shout out those fans. But like, yeah, the, the multi-genre festivals are the best because I'm also like, as a music fan, like, I love to go and be like, oh, like, you know, who, what hip hop artists are playing or what yeah. rock artists are playing or, you know, like. I got to place this the like one of my favorite memories. I was in uh, Mexico for um, this festival in Monterey, Mexico, and uh, one of the like headliners randomly was Offspring. Let's go! You know, and I I was a huge Offspring fan when I was Classic. a kid. Same, yeah. And I'd never seen them live, and I was like, hell yes! So I walked across the festival. You know, like I I don't I'm not very famous. I don't need paparazzi or anything. You know, but I walked across, I walked across. I was just like a fan. Like I became I put like I was no longer party favorite. I was an offspring fan, and I went out there and they rocked that fucking place. And in Mexico, and, and he sounded exactly like the album. I was like oh, I was so like yo, cool. this is so amazing. And I was like I was like fully refreshed. And then I don't remember who else was at the festival, but for me as a music fan, I was pumped. I was like I get to see you know electronic over here, and then. You know, right now, childhood, yeah, yeah. childhood favorite. Yeah, I actually like how that multi-genre festival thing is now becoming like a mainstay all over the all place, over the place, dude. Like and it's so tons sick. of different cities. Yeah, Even though, sure. like, you seen like the Governor's Ball lineup, or yeah. like my 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 good friend now who's the president of Breakaway Festival. I think you're on the one. Of the I lineup. sure am. Yeah. Shout out Breakaway Festival. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're they're the multi-genres of Breakaway. We're playing two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy as well. They're yeah. just and life is beautiful. Obviously, being a mega one. 
They're just sick. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Lollap- we're playing Lollapalooza later this month, which is incredible in, Ch- in downtown Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. That's one of the best. That's festivals. iconic. If you ever get a chance to go to Lollapalooza, I've never been to Lollapalooza. I'm not being paid by, well, I am to play, but yeah, I mean, not to, definitely <laughs> not, to shill, not to shill Lollapalooza, but you got to go. It's, it's incredible. It's right on, it's right there on Lake Michigan. I've your never Grant Park, your Grant Park. You mean you literally are playing, and it's like everything behind you is this. You know, of course, this the Chicago skyline. It's the city, right? Yeah, I've seen videos. Yeah, it's insane. It's abs- and it's just the best vibe, the best people. You know, and Chicago is just an amazing city if you've never been. So for sure, yeah. for sure. I that those are I too I sponsored by the state of Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> travel there on your next vacation. If you want to go to Bonnaroo, my ticket yeah, 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 yeah. My yeah. ticket link is this. You, yeah. Use party favor 05 to, to, get your, to get your to get your discount code. Exactly. Free mystery boxes for everybody. <laughs> uh, look, man, we appreciate you coming on the show. This was an awesome episode, man. Guys, thank you for having me. Check out the new album. Follow him on social media. He may or may not post in the, in the hey, near yeah, future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, At Party Favor. I'm on there. I'm on there. Stop yeah. by. Come see him in Vegas. Tell me how much you like me, hate me, you know, or whatever. That's it, man. Guys, we'll see you thank next you. week.